none of us have any power to change anybody else. It doesn't matter how wrong they are, how bad they are, how much they've hurt us. We can't change them. Mm -hmm. So if we want something different, it means we have to do something different. Join us on an empowering journey as we dive into every facet of a woman's confidence from relationships, both personal and professional, to employment, education, and entrepreneurship. We will navigate the inspiring pathways of growth. Together, we'll unlock the secret to cultivating a positive mindset through diverse experiences of other women's stories and teachings. Let's not forget divorce and marriage. There is no topic that is taboo here. Get ready to embrace your inner strength and become uninterrupted so you can unleash your true potential. Before we jump into today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes that we release. We would also love it if you could share in the comments a key takeaway or something that you are going to put into action from today's episode. Let's jump in to today's episode. So tell us about yourself. Where where are you from? Where are you positioning from? So I'm Veronica Whedon, and um, I am from Revival Health. Uh, I'm based in Switzerland, actually, um, but with a very mixed background. So from a little bit of American, some South African and Swiss in there. So wow, mixture, mixture all around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, a little bit about me. My heart melts like butter every time I look at my dog. I love motorcycles. I'm a bit of a petrol head. And um, for work, which is what we're here to talk about today, is um, I really help people um, become a magnet for healthier relationships. Mm. So, yes. And this, of course, is based on my own life experience of having attracted very unhealthy relationships that uh, led to a lot of um, pretty dire consequences for for quite a long time in my life and Mm -hmm. caused me to completely shift and reset everything. Wow. Okay. So can you talk about that a little bit? Like, what did that look like? Because that's, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, So I had never heard of something called toxic relationships before. Mm -hmm. Um, I just knew that I was getting, I kept getting sick. Um, and so if we just look at the physical side of that, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from just being drained all the time and sort of chronic fatigue and exhaustion, and I was getting short-term memory loss and concentration issues, which was very odd because I used to be such a focused person, mm-hmm. um, to serious symptoms like a seizure. Uh, and um, I ended up with back surgery from a herniated disc. Um, and those were just a few of the things. Um, and of course, I went to many doctors um, over the years, and no doctor could ever explain why I was getting these things. And they ran every test in the book. I went to so many different doctors and nobody could explain why I was suffering these symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, of course, my relationship was just like an absolute roller coaster that I couldn't get off of. There was always drama, always chaos. Um, it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was so, I, I spent the whole relationship basically the the last toxic one, which I'm going to refer to, trying to get back to the person 
I believed I'd fallen in love with um, in the first place because that person was my perfect person. It, mm-hmm. He was really everything that I could ever want. And the beginning was so magical that I spent the next six years essentially trying to get back to that. And I just couldn't understand why it wasn't working, why it was falling apart. And in the meantime, I was I was becoming more and more unhealthy on an emotional, a mental and a physical level um, Mm. to the point where I was getting symptoms that I just described to you before. Right. Um, And so I really didn't understand what was going on with me. I just knew I was incredibly frustrated, exhausted, sick and um, and unhappy. And I felt more and more hopeless. And I felt more and more like a shadow of my former self. Right. Um, And it wasn't until I got out that I started to learn and, and find out and figure out what a toxic relationship even was and all about narcissism and how they work and how they function. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was sort of the ball that got me rolling on this whole healing journey of my own, which ultimately led into the work that I do today. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Amazing to see you on the other side. I did um, (laughs) look at your website and saw that you um, spoke like you do a lot of narcissistic uh, work. So mm-hmm. I'd love to have you come back. That's on another <laughs> sure. talk about that because that's a whole in our women's group. We talk about it all the time, but mm-hmm. it would be good to have that conversation just strictly focusing on that topic because it's a big topic. And a lot of women don't even realize it until they're out of the situation that, oh, my gosh, I was in a narcissist. I have a narcissistic relationship. I wasn't a narcissistic relationship or my kids are narcissistic, you know? Yeah, that that's the thing. You make a great point is people often when they think about when we we talk about relationships and healthier relationships, the default is always people think romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. And of course, that is part of it. And it is what we refer to most of the time only because of the sheer amount of time and proximity that you have to that person. So the effects tend to be much greater, especially if you're married to them or living with them right? Um, in any capacity. But the toxic relationships can be everywhere in the work environment and friendships in the family. It's often where they start. And your kids. Um, exactly. With your kids, with your parents, with your yeah. siblings, with, I mean, narcissism doesn't <laughs> and it's also not just a female problem, by the way. So no. I, I work with a number of male clients as well. And yeah, it's, it's everywhere. And yeah, it's a big topic. It's a big, big topic, like you yeah. say. Yes, it is. So during that experience of interruption, what were some mm-hmm. of the limiting beliefs, things that you were experiencing during that time? Mm-hmm. So once again, I wasn't aware that I actually had these beliefs. So I thought one of my core values is respect. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that I was living that. Um, But here's the thing, if you are unhappy in life, then that is a good indication that you are living out of alignment with your own core values. Mm -hmm. And so this is actually a tip I would give to anyone listening. If you are unhappy, take a minute to step back and really look at your life and understand your own core values. What are they? You know, pick top three, five, not a laundry list of 25, but but the core values. And then 
look at your life and see if there is alignment truly. And this is, this is where you do have to be brutally honest with yourself. And it's not an easy thing to do. And it's something I, I work with clients on because often you need the external perspective to help you be objective. Yes. Um, but it was certainly the case with me. I thought that I was living in alignment with respect being one of my core values. Um, but when I took, a serious look at my own life you I really wasn't I was respecting others but nobody was respecting me mm -hmm. and and again if we go back to the toxic relationships of course there's no respect in any of that from any of the toxic relationships in my life mm -hmm. and so your core values don't just apply to you living them outwards they apply to the boundaries you set or don't towards you. So it's a two-way street and this is the kicker and, and what you need to be brutally honest with yourself about. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. It is, it is. It's a process and a journey that you have to go on and be willing to basically open those doors. Yeah, but if you if you are unhappy in life, then like I say, it is a very good indication you're living out of alignment with them. And if you want something different, mm -hmm. so by the way, you can choose to continue living that way and, and that's okay. There's yeah. no judgment in that. But if you want something different, mm -hmm. if you want something better for you, then you have to do something different. And this yes. is another thing took me ages to learn. I spent all my time, effort and energy trying to change other people in that romantic relationship. Him, I tried to get back to what he was at the beginning. Right. And, and, and it's so frustrating because it's in a, in a narcissistic relationship. You believe that person is real. You later mm -hmm. uncover that the person never nope. existed. And that's devastating because your entire reality shatters and you realize you've been living a lie for however mm. many years or yeah. decades even. And, and that's a bitter pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but yeah, going, going back and, and really understanding that it's a two-way street with the values. Yeah. And so now that you've, you're in a, a beautiful place, what are some of the positive mindset things that you engage in that you're doing to and making and also some tips with like, how are you making sure that you're like being aware of and, and um, of the narcissistic personalities that may because I mean, you know what they are, but how are mm -hmm. you positioning yourself and creating boundaries for yourself? That's the question. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, so the creating boundaries is definitely something that takes practice mm -hmm. because knowledge about the subject is one thing. And it's a very important step. It's kind of the first step to understand what really happened to you. And that was also my journey, educating myself and figuring out, oh, my God, this is what a toxic relationship is. This is what narcissism is. And, and this is how they operate. There's actually an abuse cycle. And this is how it works. And these are the mm -hmm. toxic tactics that I employ. And once you once you start educating yourself, you'll have a million light bulb moments of going back years, decades to individual moments where you remember for whatever reason that in your gut, you're like, that's weird or that's wrong. Or all of a sudden, everything starts to make sense. It's like a puzzle that just falls into place. Yeah. yeah. Um, and. And that sort of helps you realize going back to, I actually never made the point before, but if you want something different in life, you have to change. 
because for better or worse, none of us have any power to change anybody else. It doesn't matter how wrong they are, how bad they are, how much they've hurt us. We can't change them. Mm -hmm. So if we want something different, it means we have to do something different. Yeah. Um, away. Yeah. And to your point about boundaries and, and what are the, some of some of the things I did to reset mm -hmm. going back to living out of alignment with, with my values, it was then about understanding the underlying beliefs, which essentially led me to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there were a lot of tools I used in order to get myself there. I, um, I myself used, and now I, I teach and, and use hypnotherapy, something called rapid transformation therapy, which is based on hypnotherapy on clients, where we tap your subconscious to uncover the root cause behind your unhealthy patterns. Uh, so what is the root cause of why you're doing what you're doing? Yeah. And those are ultimately beliefs you hold about yourself. Mm -hmm. And the most common belief underlying everything, and there are so many layers of this, is I am not enough, yeah. right? I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy, um, not deserving, um, underlying all that, I am not enough. Mm -hmm. And there's always a reason as to why you feel that way, um, which is important to understand because it helps you accept that what happened to you is not your fault. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. <laughs> um, but it is your responsibility to do something about it now. Yeah. And and changing that belief, which we also use hypnotherapy for, mm -hmm. um, to I am enough <laughs> and all the other many beliefs that you hold to shift those to and upgrade them and up level them to beliefs that actually serve you instead mm -hmm. of hurt you um, mm -hmm. is is what will help you. And it helped me set boundaries. But um, setting boundaries for me took practice. And, and I see this with a lot of people. It's not something just because, oh, now you understand what happened. Now I can set a boundary. Maybe no. on some levels. But when, when you really dig deep, it takes practice like yeah. anything because you've never done it before. No. Even though you think you have, <laughs> once you realize you haven't, it's not easy to do. And no. the theory behind it is one thing, but mm -hmm. putting it into, you you have to put yourself out there and shitty situations, excuse, am I allowed to say that? Are gonna keep coming your way oh, yeah. and, until ultimately you do upgrade your belief. And again, mm -hmm. knowing you are enough is, is the easier part. Believing you are enough yeah. is, is the harder part and that mm -hmm. takes time. But changing the beliefs that you hold about yourself is what will allow you to set healthy boundaries for yourself and change your relationships. Mm -hmm. That's so like so powerful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you. So what are some goals that you have like, do you set five-year goals? Do you set 12-month goals? Do you set yearly goals? What are you, like, for yourself, what are you doing now? Yeah. That you're in this um, awesome place. <laughs> so for, for me, it's it's really about building my business now. 
mm-hmm. in order to get this message out there. I want as many people as possible to know about this subject mm-hmm. and to and to believe that they are enough themselves. If I could plaster that on billboards all around the world, you are enough. That's what I would do because you just have to see it everywhere so that yes, every sense do. in your body absorbs that. And and it is a big part of what I'm what I'm trying to do with with the work that I do today through revival health is um, helping people, you know, at, at various stages of the journey and um, and help and educating people on narcissism and toxic relationships so that they can hopefully recognize the red flags and avoid them, you know, either get out of a situation or preferably avoid them moving forward and yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even learning a response, because sometimes if it's a family member, the reality is they're your family members, but it's learning it's, how to navigate that relationship, right? It certainly becomes more complicated in most cases when it is family. Mm-hmm. However, you do always have a choice. And I know this goes counter to what so many people believe to their core because it's what society and what our parents have ingrained in us, you know, your family, blood is thicker than water and no matter what, you know, respect Mm -hmm. your elders and all of that. But, but you do have a choice and you, you don't have to keep them in your life. Um, It's not an easy thing to do, but you can choose to walk away. There is always a choice. It may not be a good choice. It may certainly not be an easy one, but there is always a choice. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it is about limiting contact and, you yeah. know, depending on the form, how bad and the type of the relationship and the proximity. So maybe boundaries are enough, but sometimes cutting contact completely is the only way to move forward that's healthy for you. Yeah. Because that's the thing. And it took me so long to really understand this. Our life, it's about us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about anyone else. Like, you know, we begin alone and we end alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically. And, and you know, what is the meaning of life and the purpose of life? And, and I believe mm-hmm. it's about our personal growth and our own evolution. And I really don't see that as a selfish thing mm-hmm. because the better you are as a person, the happier, the healthier, yeah. the better you yeah. are for others, that you become an inspiration for others. You become kinder to others You become, because you have boundaries, because you love and respect yourself. If we can't love and respect ourselves, it's just a hard battle. Yeah. And, and I've lived it for 38, you know, I'm 42 now. And I only started this journey when I was 38. So I was freaking old in the scheme of things before realizing, you know, that, hey, wait, actually, I'm responsible for my life. And, and that mm-hmm. is what it is. It's taking responsibility for your life. And that's right. a scary word. I know. Because yeah, and, and when I first heard it, I was offended because I was like, how dare someone tell me I'm not responsible? I'm so responsible. I'm doing, you know, a million different things. But I wasn't I was responsible, but not taking responsibility for my right. own life. And responsibility just means an ability to respond. So when you are hit with, you know, unhealthy situations and toxic people, you are able to respond in a manner that is healthy for you. And it doesn't mean hating them if it's family as well. It doesn't mean hating your family and, and, and 
you know, you're not, you're not walking away from them out of hatred. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. Yeah. It's about that you can love someone from afar and never speak to them again. You can have empathy, even sympathy for someone, but never speak to them again. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. You're so good. So (laughs) um, do you have a reset plan? Because that's like our signature question. So I'm going to put a spin on that. (laughs) I I believe, like I mentioned before, that our growth and evolution is lifelong. Mm -hmm. So I don't actually believe there's a a beginning and an end to it. Health is is not a goal. It's Mm -hmm. a vehicle. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, your, your health and, and, and that when I say health, I truly mean emotional, mental and physical. So I'm an integrative health coach and people think, oh, that's nutrition. Well, nutrition is certainly part of it because mm-hmm. what we put in our body fuels us or drains us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's about identifying what is giving you energy, what is was what is taking energy. But but our, it's a holistic approach because your physiology affects your psychology and your psychology affects your physiology. So yeah. my, and, and this is about my personal journey. I, I, I did all these things individually and they all helped a little bit, but if you don't combine it all, it's always going to be limited right. um, in terms of the progress you make because, because it's, we're all war one and it's connected. Everything is connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the whole body. Exactly, exactly. So my reset was really four years ago, if you're talking about a reset back to zero. Mm. Um, And I would like to think that I'm now on a trajectory that's, that's lifelong. Um, But I but I do hope and I and I truly do believe that I will continue to grow and evolve and, and improve. um, Because my relationships today (laughs) are much healthier. And I today surround myself with people who are on a similar trajectory. Doesn't mean we're very different as people, mm-hmm. but we all believe in in growth and self-care yeah. and 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 learning and evolving. And sometimes we're mirrors for each other, and that's harsh, but mm-hmm. it's it's done with like truly to the core with so much love and mm-hmm. and 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 support yeah. for one another to to keep growing. And now that you know that what that looks like mm-hmm. and feels like it, you just want more of it, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what are you doing to celebrate yourself? Um, to celebrate myself? I don't know. I, I take, I do, I do things every day to, to keep me on that trajectory and to keep me healthy because my health is the one thing I will just never sacrifice again. Right. Um, it was always so important to me because I I grew up with a very sick mother. Mm-hmm. So from when I was born, she had um, multiple sclerosis, which is a, um, a neurodegenerative disease. It's an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And so I had a front row seat to what it's like to lose your health and be completely incapacitated um, and what that means. So I was always very health conscious. But again, when I was in all these toxic relationships, I didn't understand how they were affecting my health. And when I when I couldn't stay healthy, it was so frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. I just didn't understand the connection for the longest time. Right. Um, and so now that I do, I can approach health in a very different way. Before it was really just the physical side. 
Mm-hmm. And, and now I can approach it in a very holistic side. So I do make sure every day that, you know, that I eat well, that I exercise and, you know, my, my four-legged furry, my four-legged fur baby that I just love so much. Um, he, he's my personal trainer. So he, <laughs> he makes sure <laughs> that, that I get my butt outside but, for yep. many hours every day. Yep. Um, so I'm either walking or hiking or running or doing something because he's right there looking at me if I don't. Yep. Um, and he's a 40 kilo beast right now. So he's oh, a big wow. boy. Yeah. What do you have? Yeah. What kind of dog do you have? Um, he's a Rhodesian Ridgeback, which is an African hunting dog. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he used to have a sheepoo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dog, life, life is better with dogs. By the way, oh. Pete, for anyone out there who's considering it, and oh, they're just there there's so much work there and I know people yeah. with with kids might kill me for saying this but they're like babies I mean with mine I didn't sleep for more than three hours at a time for a year and a half so yeah, they, they are like yeah they're yeah. like babies and it's brutal the sleep deprivation was hard <laughs> <laughs> so hard it's a good um, test if you <laughs> you want to go to and have children get a dog so you can test it out especially yeah. a puppy <laughs> yeah but talk about boundaries yeah he taught me so much mm-hmm. about setting boundaries yeah. and 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 tested me you know I, I said it's it's a process and and takes time and you have to practice it mm-hmm. he helped me practice setting boundaries a lot yeah um and you know once I did get back out into the dating world and everything I I saw it as a as an experiment I was like okay you know let's see how much can I identify at this stage and then when I go on the day am I recognizing and I was just so self-aware of and, and not in like obsessive or a bad way it's like I'm testing someone it's just have I learned my lesson you know yes. am I seeing the red flags yes. now yeah and be, because honestly, and sorry, I'm jumping around. No, 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 it's good. Conscious of time, but my lowest point in life uh-huh. wasn't actually in the toxic relationships. And, and by the way, I was in so many and it did start in, in the family for me. Right. So it usually goes back to childhood, the origin mm-hmm. of the patterns. Um, but it was after I got out and as part of my healing, I climbed Kilimanjaro because that was something I had um, always wanted to do with my brother. And I lost my brother um, very suddenly 10 years ago, which just shattered my soul in a million pieces. He was my person in this world. Um, and ironically, that was the time where my last toxic ex swooped in. It was exactly at my most vulnerable time in yeah. life. That's what which they say. Is, you know, yeah, when they <laughs> and took full advantage. And I, and I stayed with this man for six years after that. Um, and after I got out, um, I wanted to fulfill this. I thought it would help me heal. And I thought it was something because my brother and I had always planned to climb Kilimanjaro so I wanted to do it in his mm-hmm. honor and uh, I did and as part of the group um, that that I'd signed up to go with this guy um, that well this guy showed up as uh, we, I forget where he was from I don't remember his name but he was part of this group and he was the most obnoxious arrogant loud overt narcissistic person that I have ever met in my entire life and he it, it was about halfway in 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 the trekking because you go for about a week, right? And um, halfway through, and we were sitting around the back breakfast table, which are all public. You know, every group from from all companies are, are there, so very public. 
And he just started screaming at me for no good reason, calling me every swear word under the planet, which I won't repeat on your your show, but really just belittling me and and, and for, for no reason. And he, he did this to varying degrees to other people as well. He was constantly insulting people and, and, but he did this so publicly screaming and I just stood there like a deer in headlights and mentally I knew what was going on. I I was thinking, how dare you? Who the hell do you think you are to talk to me this way? But I couldn't respond. I was, I was unable. I was the deer in headlights completely frozen. And it was the after effects of that. It was the fact that I was not remember responsibility, ability Mm -hmm. to respond and that I was unable to respond and defend myself in that moment and stand up for myself. And nobody else did because mm-hmm. every, everyone just, you know, let him and they're like, oh, well, he's crazy. So everyone knew he was crazy, but they allowed it. Right. And by allowing it, we enable it. Um, and it was after that that I really hit my low point because I was still unable to stand up for myself. And that's where I wanted to check out of life. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. And then you came on this journey and created a beautiful new world. That, that was that it was check out yeah. or do something, something different. Yeah. I, I had to change. It wasn't about other people. I, that was the point when I realized I have to change because I, I can't live like this. I don't want to live like life is not worth living like this. So. Right. And that's so powerful when you're able to make that transformation and see yeah. and then go on the journey. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's beautiful it's beautiful now that you're on the other side you can share yeah, your story. but you know I was educated at that point I knew I knew what was happening right and this is why boundaries it takes practice yeah and you have does. to ultimately after the education after some of the work mm-hmm. you, you do you need to put yourself out there in certain situations to test yeah you know and you also How, have to be prepared the universe is going to test you it's going to yes put things yes in your way exactly for you exactly. to respond yeah. And it may feel like it's doing it every day, but it's for mm-hmm. you to practice and get comfortable yeah. and saying yeah. the no's or saying or yeah. removing yourself from situations. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, where can people connect with you? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, 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 my website is www.revivalhealth.ch. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want some free resources as well, um, like I have a document, Are You in a Toxic Relationship? 25 Tactics to Be Aware of. Um, so if you're unsure about the narcissistic um, topic, that's a great one for you to download. And if you if you do know that you have been in a toxic relationship and you're out and you're ready for healing, I would really encourage you to go watch my 30 minute training video, which goes through the um, fundamental steps of healing. Um, And both those downloads can be found on my bio site, which is the link that you'll find in all my social media. So on LinkedIn, on Facebook and, and on Instagram, which I believe you're going to share with people, but it's basically the the revival health LLC on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. And on LinkedIn, it's just Veronica Whedon. Oh, awesome. Okay. Now we like to wrap up our Mm -hmm. show with rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) So 
And I, I know you're going to give some juicy advice. So what are three <laughs> to four action steps that a woman who is experiencing interruptions or is experiencing what you experience mm-hmm. right now, what are some action steps that they can take right now? Mm-hmm. Look at your values, really step back and make sure you know what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your core values? And then are you really, truly, truly living in alignment with them and be brutally honest with yourself. That's, that's the first step and a really important one. Mm-hmm. Um, a second little tip I would give someone is just write, I am enough on post-its and plaster them all around your apartment <laughs> or wherever you spend a lot of time. Maybe it's at the office and put, you know, some little tags on your computer or on your desk or in the mirror when you're brushing your teeth, um, just so that you're, you're seeing it. Even if you're not ready to say it out loud yet, if you are, that's great, even better. But if you're not ready, just so that you're seeing it because your subconscious takes it all in, whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a good thing. Um, and then a third little little tip I would give is um, change your passwords to statements of truth, like I am enough, I am lovable, um, you know, I am worthy. Uh, because if they're your passwords, although, you know, today most things are on automatic, so you don't actually have to retype them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if that's the case for you, then just think of three statements of truth about yourself and and just read them before you go to bed every night um they're they're small steps they're easy to do they don't cost you a lot of time um but it's about changing the beliefs you hold about yourself um and that's a process and the mind learns by repetition Mm -hmm. so repeat 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 it's like fake it till you make it you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah do it do it yes but do it so what's who's someone that inspires you my friends today, oh. the people I surround myself with. Yeah. Um, because they're all on their own journeys and, and I really admire them for that. And they inspire me to keep, keep pushing, pushing through on my journey. And cause we all have hard times still, you yeah. know, it's not like all of a sudden life is a bed of roses <laughs> and there are never any challenges. And, you know, I know lots of people say that it's like, Oh, I'm healed. And I live this fantastic life now. It's like, yeah, they're, they're always they're always things you wish were different and right it's it's a journey and shit happens you know <laughs> and there are always um, going to be things that come up that are out of your control yes exactly exactly right? so it can't be a better road so, every day yeah so if you have people around you that can that can help you through that then you're then you're pretty wealthy mm, yes you are and what's a non-negotiable in your life my health mm. love that love yeah it making sure I'm living on my terms. Yeah. Beautiful. And what's your go-to self-care activity or experience? I think I know. (laughs) Yeah. So we've talked about this already. Um, but, but for me, I, if I had to pick one, um, well, there, there are two really, it's, it's the nutrition side and, and it's running. So I found running when I was 13 years old, there was a lot of frustration and it, it, it helped me. I was sent to boarding school when I was very young right. um, and I felt very alone and isolated. And, and that's where I found running. And it just helped me feel free and liberated. It brought a lot of pain too, because 
back when I was in school, it was not cool for girls to be athletic. Right. So it came with a whole host of other things. But when I was on the track, it just had this sense of, of freedom. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for that today because I actually carried that with me at so many stages of my life. And it has saved my life um, so many times and just given me a space to, to, to not think about things and, and feel peace and feel, feel freedom. Mm, beautiful I love that love 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 I love running um I have issues with my feet right now but <laughs> yeah and it's not for everyone you know some people do it because they feel they have to and yeah and that's the thing with movement I call it feel goods because mm -hmm. workout implies work yes. <laughs> and it's all about feeling good it's moving yeah. your body and so it's about finding something that that works for you it's not like oh I should be doing weights or I should be doing cardio mm. it's mm -mm. You know, fine. And I have a process for this as well, how you can find what works for you, because there really is something for everyone. Yes, there is. So you can't say there's nothing for you. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to thank you, Veronica, for being on the show. This was an amazing conversation. Um, I know I've learned a lot. Um, and I can't wait for us to sit down and have a narcissistic conversation. Would love to. Yeah, because yeah, that will be that will be <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know the, the, they will flood with questions and tell her to okay. answer this, answer this. So I'm excited <laughs> to, um, for us to have that conversation. Um, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the No More Interruptions podcast. Yay, you made it to the end. I would love it if you could subscribe to our podcast channel and drop your key takeaways in the comments on iTunes. This will help our podcast get to number one and be seen by more women. Thank you for listening.